All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. You already know I'm Darwin. We got AV behind the camera, and today we got a very special guest. We got Wendy Espinosa. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for stopping by, uh, first of all, also for reaching out to us. So kind of let the people know what you got going on and what do you do? Um, well, I am born in Monterey, Mexico. Moved here when I was 12, uh, short summary. Um, then graduated uh, valedictorian, went to college, UCL, graduated as the first uh, Hispanic uh, Mexican, but Hispanic uh, women engineer there as a manufacturing engineer. Uh, within all this time, I've done modeling, photography, uh, podcasts, radio stations, <laughs> a little bit of everything to support my drive and my want to become an engineer. That's, that's so amazing. would you say you're like kind of like an activist in a sense? I guess so. I mean, I've been uh, part of the DACA movement. There was uh, a couple of years that I was part of that. Uh, I've helped a lot of people fill out their DACA documentation. So I kind of do a little bit of everything, pretty much. Uh, I'm open to everything as long as it's uh, helping others and supporting others. So that's that's what I do. Yes. So you have a degree in, what was it again? Manufacturing engineer. So what what is that based off? Like, what do you have to do as far as your task? Uh, well, I've passed an education background. Um, lots of math, lots of science, yeah. lots of statics, dynamics, uh, fluids. Um, um, besides that, uh, once in the manufacturing area, of course, there's different areas that you want. As a manufacturer, it's broad. So mm -hmm. as a manufacturing engineer, you can go to do civil engineering. You can go to do uh, chemical engineering. But I focus on the manufacturing side. So now I work for a company that does construction machinery, mm -hmm. big heavy construction machinery with the forklifts and all of those oh. cranes and all of that type of stuff. So I work in a manufacturing area where there's a bunch of different lines for these products, different type of products. And I am a design engineer, which is the one that, not the one, but I group, there's another, there's a, my whole group, it's about uh, four of them right now. And we actually designed the machine and we changed the machines as what the customer is needing, what the customer is wanting. Mm, and nice. not that just beside that, but to also maintain our product safe and a good cost basis mm -hmm. for them. So you have to basically keep up with the trends that are going on in that. Yes. section of the thing that's a lot yeah and we have to keep up to what's new out yeah. there you know to keep us competitive as well yeah um new problems because like my dad has cabinets and sometimes it's like that like things change and now you need a different type of hinge or right like and then you have to understand why we're doing a different type of hinge oh because this hinge did not did not hold the required amount of weight mm -hmm. that the customer was needing it for. And so so now you wouldn't know that unless you're like connected with somebody in the industry or something. That's what's correct. Wild. So yeah. I'm the part of that group. Um, I've gone through, of course, that's, this was not my first position. I started from the bottom once I graduated as a manufacturing engineer technician, which is pretty much the one that helps the engineer. So I started as that. And then from there, uh, after a few months, uh, they saw that I had, you know, mm -hmm. the qualities and the skills to go ahead and move up. Uh, of course, with having to apply again as a new position, I know that another resume, they saw my qualities, went ahead and become an engineer for that. So I was in the line with the people building the machine. So I knew every single part where it went. Mm -hmm. Okay, I knew where it went. I knew the options. I knew the wheels. I knew the tires. I knew the pressure of the tires. I knew how the houses were routed from point A to point B, uh, electrical, how to uh, get it tested, why is it not working, why is it not turning on. 
uh, going to look into schematic blueprints, all of that. Uh, that so very into the job, in. like yes. knowing every single detail. Yes, of- and that was what's awesome about that position because you familiarize yourself so much with the product that you know it as if it's, it's like your own little nature. child. Yeah, and then when something new comes out, it's like, why is it doing this? And you can't figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. I need to figure it out because it's never done it before. And there's customers telling me it's happening out there. And if I don't fix it and I find out the issue, then my customers are, of course, not going to be happy with the product. And they're going to start moving towards our competitors, which is what we don't want, of mm-hmm. course. So that was part of my uh, job as a manufacturing engineer. Did that for another couple of years, and then I also went up to in a position as a design engineer, which now it's more of an interaction between what I was before and what I am now. Now I am more into, I'm the one making the changes. I'm the mm-hmm. one providing the product to you, and then you tell me, you put it all together and tell me if it fits or doesn't function, and then if there's something that doesn't work because of safety, uh, you let me know what it is mm-hmm. and we change it. You let me know what it is that it's that someone in the line it's not able to put a bolt through. Why are you not putting this, this bolt? It's not going through. It's, it's a hidden something. Now I have to make the change mm-hmm. to provide for them. Mm-hmm. Not just for a team member that builds the unit, but also for the customer that's also requiring us to do something for them to make it easier, faster, more movable, mm-hmm. more safe. Um, so all of this. Yeah, wow. That's a lot. You're probably having to deal with like software and stuff. So then you got to deal with that software yes. engineer. Yes, I do. That's wild. Uh, from position to position, of course, every position uh, needs a different skill and needs a different knowledge. So I'll have to um, understand not just the product, but I start learning what softwares as you say, uh, that we are using. Because it's, there's, 3D models, there's, 2D, there's 2D models, there's 2D models, 3D models, and this documentation process, there's talking to this uh, group of people, there's talking to this other group of people, there's translations, there's a lot of... You're basically a director because you got to make sure that everybody's on the same task and everything's running sure smooth. It's going forward. Yeah. Like, you're like a project right. manager you, you, too. It's you crazy. are, you are like, you're, what's good about my position is that I am my own boss. I have my boss. Of course, with his boss. But once I am in that position, I need to make sure that what my bosses, my customers, whoever else is needing me to do, I'm the one mm-hmm. that has to do it. I'm the one that goes questions. I'm the one that goes solves the problem. Of course, if I have questions, I'll question you know around me if I don't have the knowledge or understand something. But I'm the one that drives that because I have a due date. I have a product that has to be delivered at a certain time. Uh, with certain requirements. So gotcha. I have I a question for you things. on that. Do you think that that is a gift that you have, or do you think that everybody's able to develop that? I think everyone's able to develop that. I Develop not, what? Yes. Like being able to get a project from A to Z and then dealing with all the shit in between that. Like you got to deal like with what she said you got to deal with a bunch of groups like and it doesn't matter what that due date you gotta have it done like you remind me a lot of my sister because that's how she would be she'd be like i'm not gonna stop until i finish it and i would see her just be like what go to process and go to the way and go to the pain because everyone has is capable everyone's capable of doing it everyone's capable of um, educating yourself to it the matter and the, the point of it is do you really want to do it because it is going to be hard, it's going to be tedious, it's going to take time out of other 
stuff you might be doing. But coming up with those positions, yeah, you, do, you have to do it, but everyone can do it. And everyone can do it in a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It's like start cleaning up your room. If you say, you know what, all this week I haven't cleaned up my room, I'm going to clean up my room for the next following month every day. And you start with tasks like that on your own personal life. And then it just creates and builds that skill yeah. and it creates that drive and it creates like, oh, I, I can do it. You know, I've done this before. I can do something harder. Sort of like and working I can out. Do something harder. Yeah. Like if, yeah. You, like if you work out and you and go through the pain, it's like most things throughout the day are not going to be as difficult as that workout. And then all yes. you have to do is replace the word hard with you don't know. Like you're not yeah. familiar with it yet because you can say like algebra is hard. It's hard because you don't know. But once you start doing it and start doing exercises that your brain can get more familiar with it, all of a sudden it's not hard. I I think uh, what the education system sometimes may lack is like they don't you don't quite know how you're going to apply it as a kid. So it's like, okay, I'm why am I going to need this? You know, so now as an adult, I see it now, like when I'm building a cabinet, I'm like. Oh, that's why that's you know. That's why I needed to do this other such a yeah, way. Yeah, like that equation makes sense now because I need to have this number for this. You like know, the so. measurements and like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the so, symmetry on it. So now yes. I know I need it. So I'm like, okay, I need to study this. You know. Yeah, and going back to what you said, which was great, great, is the fact that you don't know, and the fact that you don't know creates the sense of fear. Right. So really, mm-hmm. you're stopping yourself because you're fearing something. So you stop yourself because of that. But then you uh, you find excuses. No, I just don't feel like hard. doing that. No, I just like, why do I need to do it? No, it's not necessary. Right. You start building excuses for yourself yeah. to where you cannot, you stop challenging you yourself. You brainwash yourself. Yeah, yeah. You put that into yourself. So, mm-hmm. and then it's, it's just you, it's what creates you and what creates everything around you. So if you stop yourself from the beginning to get go from a little task that's clean in my room. And the constant devices, then you're going to just imagine what's going to happen is you go to college and you're going to, I can do this. It's too hard. Okay. So how did that click for you? Did your mom, did you learn that from your mom, from your dad? Like that, that simple concept of, oh, just clean your room. Like, like. I, well, everyone's different. Everyone has different personalities. Um, But I can tell you uh, from when I moved in, moved here to Oklahoma, um, I was 12, right? From Monterey. And. I did not know a dime of English, and I can't. I back in Mexico, I was a straight A student, mm-hmm. okay, 90, 100, 100, 100, all the time, and then I came to the U.S. not knowing anything, and that definitely, obviously, my grades get down. That to me was a disappointment to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a disappointment to myself, where I was like, I, I I'm crying because I don't understand mm-hmm. it. I'm crying because I know I can do better. And so from like since you were little, was, you were always into like. I was in a position where it forced me to. Mm-hmm. Either you're gonna stay in that group with you know the people that don't know English, and you stay in that group and that mentality. The of, ESL. It's hard, yeah. And are you gonna stay with that group of people because it's your comfort zone, or are you gonna challenge yourself to move on and do something better for yourself? Okay? I completely understand where you're coming from because yeah. I was in that group. You get tired of being like. Hey, translate for me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, fuck. and then you, you put yourself in that position. You are placing yourself in a position for whatever reason. You know, everyone has different, different mm-hmm, life stories, yeah. different place of coming to here or why you ended up being where you are. But for me, that was my point. That was like my turning point. Yeah. 
And I understood if I stay here in my comfort zone, I'm not ever going to do what I was able to do. Basically, you tenías que poner las pilas pa, so you could keep, sí. yeah, like, you had no choice. <laughs> so, sí, you have no choice. Either I would yeah. be, come down to, like, you know, uh, well, I can't do it because I don't know English. Or, no, I was able to do it before even better. That I, then uh, my brain is functional. The only thing is the language. So I actually removed myself from that group, and I actually not you know, wanting to do it, like, to remove myself, but because I needed to. I actually said, I don't want no second uh, English class, a second language classes. Put me in normal classes. But you don't know English, I don't care. Just put me there, and I will be fine. You jumped in. I jumped in. Yeah. I jumped in like that. I'll okay? figure out how to swim, motherfucker. Yes. So, since you were little, you were, like, you always, like, had the, like, I guess, the brains to be like i want to be great with school i want because you say you always yes. have like good good yes. grades and stuff yes and that was and back earlier i guess my thought of i want to be great with school i want to be great of what i can do which at that moment of my time which being a kid the only thing you can be great at mm -hmm. and to show everyone it's school right or sport and I wasn't great at sports. <laughs> mm. And school was my thing, though. I could understand it. And I you felt liked great it. You liked doing it. it. Yeah, I felt great oh. doing it. And I, hate it. I, I felt great knowing that that other boy always wanted to beat me on my test. And I always beat him every oh. single time. It's a, it, was, it was something I had, you know. And, um, but from there, it's not just that. I mean, you get the recognition as such. But also, you make those around you, in my case, my mother, better because she was single in Mexico with three kids. I'm the third one out of... I have the youngest two, one? Two older. Yep, the youngest one. I have two older brothers. And she had a hard, dude. Like, she had a hard life just trying to provide on a daily basis arroz y frijoles. Yeah. That was, that was me. That was them. That was our, that was our place where we were. Mm -hmm. And... I knew that the only thing I could do to make my mom happy was to be good in school, was to be a good child and be good at school and show her that she's doing something. To me, that was like my gift to her. Mm -hmm. Okay? But that's the way I felt. So I guess from that moment, I, you know, I recognized this. Is, you know, I like this. I like being on top. I like being, you know, I like having other people challenging me and trying to bring me down mm. in a way. But um, I guess I had always that once. And it was hard whenever I moved. I remember crying at nights because I didn't understand what a book said. I didn't understand how to do this or how to do that. But I also recognized as at that age of 12 that there was a huge opportunity. And there was a way to just take advantage in a good way of this educational system. And the only way that I knew it was because math classes, I was on it, okay? Numbers are numbers, whichever you go, wherever mm -hmm. you go. And I was on it. I'm like, my brain's good. I'm good. It's just the language I need to grab. Mm. But just knowing the math and taking it, the what we are doing here in the educational system in the U.S. to what I was doing in Mexico, that to me was baby stuff, what mm. I was learning in seventh grade here. What I was learning in Mexico in sixth grade, I did not learn learning until I was in eighth or ninth grade here in the U.S. Mm, so Educational system here in the U.S. and it gets me put back to another, you know, uh, area that I would like to touch on is educational system. Mm. The educational system in the U.S. does not challenge kids. 
they don't it, challenge it kids. It does not challenge kids as necessary to create this. I want. Mm-hmm. I can do better from from being young, from a young age. Do you think it's the teacher's responsibility? I don't under. I don't think it's just the teacher's responsibility. It's the parent's responsibility as well. It's not. It's just you yeah, can't pinpoint par- I th- I think one yeah. person. Because I think the parents is a huge. My bad for uh, because you brought that child into this earth. So if that education system is failing your child, then it's our responsibility to create a homeschool or a new school. Don't, you can't, you know, place the blame on mm-hmm. on the yes. system because I mean, you can't expect the oppressors to yeah yes. help us. I yes, agree. like in kind of have to rebel in some way of really what you think is better for yourself and not only for yourself, but your kids, if you're a mother, I'm, I am a mother, I have kids. And now as a mother, I understand how I go back into thinking, how is it was about me? But why was it so easy? That's the question. Like, why, why did I do so well? Well, one was like, yeah, I had the drive and I wanted to do it. And second, the, 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 the doors are open here. They're open. They're open to be more than average. And these schools are made to be just a passing grade mm-hmm. to be average. Because if you go to a public school, whichever public school, and we know Oklahoma hasn't the, doesn't have the greatest educational system here. Yeah. But if you go to any public school and compare it to any uh, private school, what a six-year-old is learning is not the same of what a private school is learning. Okay? Yeah. And it can be in any state. It can it, be in it's any It's even country. like, uh, so, I don't know if you know the school pathways. Yes. Okay, so that's where I went. And it's wild because I had friends that went to, like, just Capitol Hill or Grant. And I would just see the difference in assignments. I'd be like, this one was public, but you had to get accepted and stuff. But, like, there's there was people graduating that couldn't put their senior paper together. Like, like bro, you can't put a fucking essay together? But that's... Like we were doing that shit like clockwork at Pathways, right? Because our teachers were—I mean, it, it was just the opportunity that came up that I was blessed with. But I would see the education system like out there, like Capitol Hill, would be like, "What, bro? You don't know a difference, huh?" See, you and know? I graduated for U.S. Grant High School. Okay, so I know what you're talking about, and I know that um, if I let myself be as you know the average of what the educational system. I'm not gonna say everyone else because it's not not everybody, everyone. Yeah. Everyone else's fault, you know. They just Kids just don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was able to realize it because I came from a different culture, a different country. Mm-hmm. So I was able to compare it at that early age. When you're born here and your educational has been the same all throughout, then you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's not your fault if you don't know. It is your fault if you don't realize it that you can get better though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and that's the way I But see, see that's what sucks that... Sometimes kids have to wait until they're a fucking senior in high school to realize, like, damn, this is now it, bubs. Like, and then it's too late. <laughs> yeah. and then at and that then point, it's way too late. The press starts smoking marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, right. It's, it's too it's late at that point to where then, even though there's, they are able to become better at that age, at any age, you can become better. At any age, you can. Uh, Work your brain just like a workout. At mm-hmm. any kind, you can always get uh, that knowledge, but um, usually in that trans, you know, in that period of time of growth between fourteen, fifteen to like twenties, you don't really normally you don't really know what you want, mm-hmm. and already having something on top of that of oh, I really 
am not good at something or I really don't know this because I never paid attention or whatever. Having that on top of you is more self-doubt, okay? And by that time, it's too late. So by that time, in their own little brain, they give up so mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. They give up. So it's like, don't just give up. Challenge yourself. There's more out there. Don't stay in that group of just feeling comfortable with where you are. Mm-hmm. We love our culture. Yes, we so, do. So let me say this here before I forget, because I'll hold the question, then I'll end up forgetting. Um, I think my thing, when it's time for me to become a parent, I think one of the challenges for me is going to be, like, like my kid see me as more of like a somebody he can talk to. Do you have kids? Yes, I do. So how do you, how are they with, like, how's your relationship with them? Do do you, like... How do you engrave in their brain that yeah. they can be badasses? Oh, I do mm. it all the time. All the time. I have a seven-year-old, so especially with him. My old, my youngest one, it's only one in two months. So really, he's just on the start. Mm-hmm. But my seven-year-old, I do it all the time. And I can tell you, and this is why I go back to our culture and where uh, we come from. Uh, I do it all the time with my seven-year-old to the point that I know I'm going to teach you the way I know your seven-year-old brain can understand and is capable of getting this information. I homeschool him even though he goes to regular school, okay? See, I teach exactly him. We all, uh, in our house, uh, we, I started him with uh, piano classes. So I home teach him piano classes without me knowing piano. I will find lessons in YouTube. because Is that something he things. likes? Yes. And then his the brain is fucking new, so he's... So he's always doing yeah. that. I tell him how good he is at dancing. He may not have the greatest deal, but I put that in his brain so, that you are great at something, right? Mm-hmm. All the time. Okay, so that's good for motivation. So how do you toughen him up? Because he, like, let's say in the point where he thinks, like, he get, he becomes too soft to the point where if somebody tells him he sucks, he might get, like, very... I mean, he's still young, but down the road, eventually, he's going to get to the point where somebody's going to tell him, like, you suck, or you're, you're, you're not good at this, which can kind of bring him down and make him more, like, I guess, soft mentally. So That's probably the, no, where my have, dad came in in my life. <laughs> we, have, we have those conversations because, yeah, there's points that, yeah, someone makes in something, and I even have a conversation of someone's just going to say something because of the way you look. Right, okay? exactly. As yeah. simple as that. It doesn't have to be because of school. It has to be as simple as how you look, how you talk, what you're wearing, <laughs> like what a, your uh, shoes I'm are. I'm sorry, like it's like. stepbrother. She's like, I just want to punch you in the face. I don't know why. I like <laughs> you, but something. I just want to punch you. <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah. We, we tell them. We tell them, like, and it's not <clears throat> them all the time. It's not you all the time. It's just people are not smart at making decisions and they're not thinking of what they're saying mm-hmm. and how it's going to hurt mm-hmm. the other person. You have to be emotional strong because that's something really we don't talk about, right. no with males or females and a lot of Hispanics too. And I'm working through it too, mm-hmm. okay? There's a, this of being emotionally smart. You have to be emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. You have to know, well, you know, I can just go off doing this or acting this way because of the way I feel. Like, you have to... Never let your yourself. emotions make the decisions. Like, like if and you hard feel And then you're asking angry. about a seven-year-old. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. it's like, okay, come back and let's sit down and talk about what happened. He's had, he's had his, you know, his little heart bro- broken by friends that don't want to play with him anymore. Things like that yeah. I kids go to. But then I go down, it's like, what were you doing What what when it, this started? Because it has to start from somewhere. And we mm-hmm. tell them, it's not, you can't blame the other person all the time. You have to say responsibility. Also, what you've done, 
And it's hard for a seven-year-old, but we are hard in that area too. So it's a balance. Yeah, it's not just a seven-year-old. Yeah, I think people take a lifetime to be able to figure that shit out. Yes, a lot. And the sad thing is that we don't take the time. And I don't say, like, there's a lot of parents out there that don't, don't take the time to create this great individual because they think that they're going to school. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to be taught what they need to do. They're going to yeah. be taught social skills. But really, no, the most, uh, the most focus that you have to have with the child, with education, mm-hmm. with the drive, with what they want to do, with their goals, with how good they feel about themselves, starts at the first place of being, which is your household. Yeah, your household, and yes, and that's, that's where a lot of things. Think as, uh, yeah. For example, Mexican, like I can only talk about. I mean, how I was, it's hard to uh, for your parents to know what's going on in school because they don't even speak English or they don't. Like you said, they think that sending you to school is already a blessing. It's already you know they're gonna teach them what they gotta teach them, but then you come back home and it's like. They taught me all this stuff, but you know why or this and that, and then sometimes the parents are like, "No, pues no sé." Yeah, no sé, or or sadly enough, there's no conversation. Yeah, there's no real true. Uh, like even if they want to help you, sometimes they can't. They sometimes can't because you know? they also come from the same background. And I said, I love our culture. We're Mexicans, yay! We're party makers. We are loud. Uh, we have great culture, great religions, uh, all of that, but. We have to understand that we ourselves create our own lineage. So what we do is what's going to carry. Mm-hmm. So you also have to sit down. What don't I like about what I've seen from my family, friends, mm-hmm. from my, you know, so you can areas. break. So you can kind of break the stigma instead of keeping. Yeah. The, what don't I like about myself either? What yeah. don't I like that I've done? But then I like that my parents maybe did to me and over they never apologized to me. Mm-hmm. If I ever want to bring it up, they'll always say, like, no digas nada, blah, blah, blah. You know? Like, never, right? Yeah, like, no, you need to that closure with those people that are important to you because that's the only way that you're going to realize how you can self-grow because that's what's going to, that's exactly what you're going to pass on. Yeah, so for place. our generation, that uh, that's, I think, that's very important. Yeah, pues los señores, yeah, yo creo, it's hard to teach an old, <laughs> what is that, old uh, dog, uh, new uh, tricks. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, and they will, I mean, like, I, I have a lot of disagreements with my dad because, like, before it would I would just take the the shit I didn't like. Now it's like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. Like, don't talk to me like that, I'm, you know? And so it's like, uh, now he's learning from me sometimes. So he, it'll be like... Exactly. Now it's our job to... To teach the parents. Yeah. Exactly. And that's another great point you bring because, yeah, parents teach you as a child. Parents teach you because they're older. They know better. They've gone through circumstances. They've gone through life and they know what life is about. But also, when you grow up at a certain age... You're the one that needs to come up and teach your parents. Yeah. Okay. And, and, for, and forgive your parents for yeah. all the well, shit that they didn't know. From you know? You, yeah. They're learning from you because time passes and things are different, right? Not all the things are going to keep on being the same way they were to our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Imagine how that would be. So every single generation will have to teach the next one, right? So it's like, and you're always going to come through that situation with parents. And you don't want to be that parent that, no, 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 yo soy el papá, y yo, yo digo lo que es, yes. Yeah. You don't want to be that because then your relationship, it's... You're closing, you're, you're closing your uh, mind, like... Yeah, you're closing the door 
with the possible bond that you can have with your kid because you want to be closed minded and saying, hey, no, it's my way yeah. or the highway. But I don't know why, man. It's like a <laughs> Mexican thing. It could be. A, no, I, I don't know. Just closed minded. It's just mentality. That's what it is. It's just like he has the wrong mentality. You know, I guess it's like the whole you don't talk back to your elders. Yes. Yes. Because That's I why. can say every culture is different. Asian cultures, a lot more stricter, right? Um, American cultures with, you know, American people, usually, yes, you don't talk back that way, right? You're nicer, calmer, things like that. Uh, African-American cultures that I've seen, they don't care what you think and you feel you do. You don't well, care. Well, nowadays, care. I think it's Mo- different. It's, it's like... Nowadays, I feel like it's uh, a lot of uh, the youngsters don't have respect towards their parents. And but it's not, it's not not having respect. We're not talking about not having respect. We're talking about giving respect and also getting respect. Okay? Well, I'm not saying go out, out to your parents and don't have any respect for them. I'm saying have respect for them, but teach them in your own way to where they can respect also your point of view. Right. Like, don't just tell them, no, you're wrong for this and that. Like, try to, like you said, uh, like, you have to learn to teach a seven-year-old. You have to learn to teach uh, a parent. Cause but, yeah, but also you have to understand who your parents are at, too, where you are their, are in their mentality. So you can only do as much as you can do. They can do as much as they can do. So we can all feed back and forth of good positive vibes or bad negative vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like just be smart to have that with it. And it's hard. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. Relationships are the most difficult things to do. Yeah. Okay? But relationships are what also builds us as a person. And not because of that, because it's what you are as a person is what you're going to be professionally. What you're going to be professionally is what you're going to be also as a parent. So it encompasses everything at the very end. Mm, interesting. At what point did you realize you were you were like I'm gonna have kids? Like, uh, really, I never really thought about kids. It just kinda, it was one of those things that just kind of happened with me. Uh, it wasn't planned to have kids, but when I was there and having kids, I knew that okay, I ready. have something, and I have to do with something right, which. Yeah, there's mis- I've made a mistake. I have to apologize to my son, too. I have to tell my son, if you're feeling a certain way, tell me about it. Speak out. Because if you don't tell me, then I assume we're okay. And maybe we're not. Maybe you're not. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation I have with my 7-year-old. And I can tell you, the way I treat my 7-year-old and how we talk, a lot of people around me do not like it. Because, es un niño, está chiquito, no hagas eso, no le hables así. And that's also wrong. Because yeah. it's their child's but they're children, and they learn everything. Mm-hmm. The best time to teach, and when you're a, then you're a child, because you get everything. So I don't want to wait until he's 14 with problems, 16 with problems, 20, and say I don't want to do anything in life because I I don't have any self esteem on myself. Like I don't want to wait until then because why? Because at 18 you're an 18, an 18 you're an adult, and now I can talk to you. Yeah. No, you'd be my son all this time. And I'm going to talk to you about everything that yep. I can. You come to me about everything that you want. And there's times I'm going to be upset about what you tell me. And there's yeah. times that I may cry about what you tell me. There's times that you may disappoint me as a mother. And I may tell you this too. But that's okay. Yeah. As long as you come to me and I come to you. Yeah, that's that's for sure that what needs to be done. Right? Yeah, that's no. Why, and, uh, that's why I can't have kids yet. Yeah. <laughs> It's a learning process. Like, even with me and my brothers, it's like, I feel like they're not too open about stuff. 
is because I always have something to say. You're a dick. Well, no, it's not that. It's like I'm telling you because I'm I want the best for you. You know, so it's like sometimes it's like they don't want to hear that. You know, and it kind of like holds them back. But it's like if I, and see, if, that's the difficult part. Because you go to your there, friends, you have to figure out how they learn and how you can get to them. That's the, I, I feel like that's the difficult yeah, part. Because yeah. even if yes. you want the best for them, if you can't get get it across to them, is useless. Basically. Right. So it's like, like their friends might be, uh, you know, good with their ideas and stuff, and like, but it's like I'm telling you, okay, it's a good idea, but you have to watch out for this, this, and this. You know, it's just like life shit. You know, like getting hey. getting a car, for example, like. Uh, he's always thinking about like, oh, I can get it without a license. But I'm like, hey, get your damn license. Like, just because you can get a car without a license doesn't mean you can go and get it. Like, come on, man. It's common sense. But it's like they see it like as, ah, uh, you know, like here yeah. he goes again with the bullshit, you know. And how do you feel when someone comes at you and s- s- someone like that? Like, yeah, I think well, we're doing, but ABC, I, I don't like this. this I, I got I to sit down and be like, huh. Like I'll sit down and analyze it before I okay. even, you know, I don't jump into like conclusion. If there's something I've learned without the years is to sit down and like listen to your perspective and kind of analyze it and kind of be like, all right, now I got to make a decision based right. on what they told me. You know, right. so it's like I've learned that without the years. It took me a long time because I'm a little hard headed, too. But I've learned to be more understanding of situations. That's great. That's, that is awesome. Why are people hard headed? Why? Why are they like so just stuck in their ways? <laughs> I, man, every every mind is different, and yeah. I think it's just more of knowledge. I think it's just like getting more knowledge and like learning how to just understand. And it's maturity. Maturity, I mean, yeah. So mature for, faster than others, right? And it's it's a lot about maturity, mm-hmm. too. Girls mature faster than guys, huh? Is what they say. Uh yes, yes. Studies show that girls do. Earlier, I'm not gonna say fuller. So I'm not gonna say every single one of them, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you, are you working from home or are you going? Right to- now, I actually do kind of. Uh, I'm working from home, uh, but if there's a physical need, like I have to go do something, like a specific test to a machine, something that's physical, I will go and do it myself because I have to be there and you know be with someone else and say I need you to do ABC. Let me see that you're doing ABC. Exactly. So how do you do it? Because your profession requires a lot of like mental like engagement because you got to be in the right state of mind to do the task that you have to do. And then on top of that, you have your kids that you have to also, you know, pay attention to make sure they're good. Yep. You also say you do homeschooling with yep. them. So how do you do it? Like you're at this point a super mom. Oh, uh, I am not a super mom. I am a mom. <laughs> and mom will recognize that saying because we're all moms and we all have our difficulties. But I can say that I'm thankful of the place where I landed as my first uh, engineer uh, job. And I'm thankful of the managers that I've had. And I'm thankful of, thankful of the company. And it's something that everyone should look at, not just moms, but also dads. And those are, are becoming older and want a family in the future. Don't look for that job that's just going to pay you good. Don't look for that job that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's only 8 to 5, and I'm good with that because I don't have to do any extra hours. Or don't go with that job that I have to do extra hours, and then I'm going to make a lot of money either. Like, go with that place with those people that recognize you as a person and as an individual and as a, uh, in my case, uh, a mom before the professional. That's what's really great about my uh, supervisor manager that I've had. They recognize that my uh, personal personal life, it's before our career life. 
we all have the skills. We are all smart. But I can tell you there's times that I say, you know what, I'm going through this or that. And they're like, take your time off. Whenever you feel better, come and work again. Uh, take your one day off. We'll wait for you tomorrow. And then we'll see how you're feeling. Like literally like this has been words from my manager, which is oh, thankful for every single one of them. So as a parent, this is what you want. You want a place to be at that can recognize you for your skills and your knowledge, but also to know, hey, I have kids, I have family, I have family issues, and I don't want to feel like I can't, you know, fulfill my job duties Just or have to do my job duties and leave my family behind. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting a big old check. Right, and leave all my family behind. So, I don't know, you mm-hmm. lose some, you win some. Right. What is more important? A lot of companies, okay. I feel like, yeah, yeah. they mess and up. I, I think, like, for example, was uh, I was watching some documentary and artists, like, that's what happens is, like, they basically have to choose, like, okay, am I going to go make these 250000 and do this uh, show, do this tour and make this much money or spend time with my kids? So they choose the tour most of the time because they're not going to, so it's like. What's well, a sacrifice if you look right. at it? Because he's probably thinking, like, I have to sacrifice my kid right now, but it's also, like, I'm, I have to provide at the same right. time. And if he wants a bright future, you know, if he wants to go to college, I need to take care of that as well. So I got to go tour. Right. But I'm pretty sure they figure that out because once they're done touring, they take, like, a good six months, four months or whatever, and they just stay, like, making music in the studio. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. You know, so that. But um, that's also why you want to position yourself as an individual before you're even a parent in a place to where if you be able to become a parent, mm-hmm. hopefully that's not a choice you have to make. Hopefully, there may be the times where temporarily you have to make that choice, but it's a temporary thing. It's not years of mm-hmm. going, okay? Yeah. So as a young individual, and I say this to every single young individual out there, high school, anyone who may be listening, you know, you have to prioritize yourself first. Prioritize yourself first, prioritize what you want first. You may not know what you want first, but start going out, you know, and I'm not saying going out, like, you know, just to have fun. I'm saying start going to uh, spend your time with different group of people. Go travel if that's what you need. Go to a different country to um, to go some semesters. Yes, go to a yeah. different state because just the difference from one state to another state, mm-hmm. the way people interact with each other, it's different. Mm-hmm. Go learn from others. And then once you have a clear mind of what you want, then start doing what you want because you may never really know. I can tell you, I did not know what I wanted to do for sure. And then what I wanted to do, I was not able to do it because I was, I was not documented then. Mm. So I, was, I had to let that go. And I had to take different paths to my education. So talk to us about that. Uh, you, do, you did mention that you, are, you were on DACA. Yes. And how difficult was it for you to, like, even school? Like, how did you how'd take you care of school? Yeah, how do you pay for school? Um... So I believe the first year I was paid for the Oklahoma City Promise. I don't know if it's called that, but back then oh, it was. Oh, it's because you were you. I was what, a valedictorian. I was. I graduated in two thousand and six. Oh, so that's I was, why. Because like I, I'm on the same thing. In 20, uh, 2013, I graduated, and at that point, yeah, no, no, estaban. Right. So, so I, I was lucky anything. enough that in so that like year, a special help for yes. People in DACA? No, uh, no that was for, for everybody, any, that everybody that just oh. graduates from an it's like a hell. Yes. It's That's a why help. we go back to the whole thing of you saying, like, it's so easy here. It's like, bro, they're paying for your college. Yes. And on top of that, they're giving you a check every, if 
You know, they sometimes they give you checkbacks. So, like, people would still complain about shit. I's like, bro, yeah, everything, too comfortable. That's everything's the thing. given. Yeah. And you don't have, like, kids here don't have to apply to go to high school and get a test to go to that high school. You just go. Kids here don't have to pay for books when they're going to middle school. I remember my mom taking us to, like, this big old sales out in Monterey, but all the parents will get together to resell their kids' books. For others, because yeah. kids, uh, books are not free after primary education. Everything even, even is like not. lunch, like going like the going to the cafeteria line and getting yes. two meals every day. Like in Mexico, you don't have that shit. My mom would come it's, and bring me burritos no, over the fence. And a shit. lot of things. So yeah, what you don't have and you see provided. If you're a smart individual, you'll take advantage of that and you'll start, yeah. you know, grabbing to what you can. Yeah, and um, let me say this: like for the people that for net, like if you are undocumented and you don't, you're not gonna get Oklahoma Promise or whatever. You can still you can still work. So that's what I did. I just my whole check would basically go to pay my tuition and pay books, and so it's still doable. And I feel like at the end, it feels much better too because yep. you you know I know I paid every dime and. That was me. So thankfully, I was able to get receive that first year paid off. Of course, I had to pay my books, and you know, I was still living with my mom to save money. I was paying my car, all of that, all by myself. I had I got my jobs uh, to pay for anything that was needed. After that, I had to pay out of pocket, though. Like everything was out of pocket. So every job that I did, you said you went to OU. Your, I yeah, I went to UCO for the UCO. same reason that I couldn't afford OU, okay. and the same reason that I couldn't afford OSU out of pocket. Yeah. So, but I, I was able to find something that I wanted to do as well there, or close to what I wanted to do. But I had to give up uh, my first choice, knowing that I can't do this. This, this is my situation. I'm gonna have to give up what I want to do for something that's still gonna, you know, put me in a good position in the future. But um, after that, I did. Uh, I was waitress for about mm-hmm. seven to eight years. Uh, during my whole college career, pretty much. Yes, and exactly. I, and then I was, uh, I did modeling jobs, too. Um, although my mom was not able to provide for my college education, she was able to put her time into giving me uh, to modeling classes uh, because, you know, I had the shape, I wanted to do it, and then we saw it as something beneficial for my future, which ended up being something beneficial. I won contests. I, that's how I got my first laptops. That's how I got, like, a whole year paid for. Like, what I want is what I paid. Um, uh, just, you know, little things like that. I started doing uh, some photography on the side, so, uh, you know, I could get some money on the side. So that just I runs also, in the family, huh? I was able, yeah, I was, I had to, one, I cleaned houses, just like my mom did for her so, whole and young then years. At this point, you're basically putting all your money into school. Yes, all my money into school that's and the a car. Right and a that's car a hustle payment. right there. Like that's no, very exactly impressive. And, and yeah. a car payment. I started smoking school Newports. And car payment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you have to, you have to. When you want to, you do yeah. it. It's all about how bad you want it. Right, and it goes back into not everything's provided for right. you, so you have to do it for yourself. And I feel like a lot of kids nowadays, yeah, everything's provided and it's free. And it's like, how can you not take the full opportunities that this country provides? It's like everything's given, but it goes back to if you're a child that always gets everything, you're not really good it's at, like you said, good like, at you, like everything. You just don't know better. Like, like if you come from, uh, like the best example that I can put is like uh, un perro de la calle, uh, a, a dog that's in the street. 
He's gonna. He has to hunt what he eats, so he knows that it's rough out there. As to where a domesticated dog, like it gets this three meals a day, it does tricks, it sits down. You know, it's yeah. like yes. if that dog comes, he's gonna eat that dog up because he's just like right because he knows is, yeah. he knows the life, he knows the struggle, he knows what to do, and he's been there before to know how to survive. And it's done great. it for years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, my dog is a prime example. Like, I adopted him, but he was little. But, like, if he doesn't go to one room, he walks freely around the house. And he, if he doesn't go to one room, he starts crying. I'm like, boy, don't make me leave you out for a day because you don't know the real struggle, yeah. you know? Because it's like, that's not just, even the real struggle. And that's not yeah. even the real struggle. Leaving you the bad. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where we are. That's ah. where we are, though. It's not even the real struggle. And you're struggling. But, but see, that dog that's inside doesn't know better because it's, right. it's right. And you can't even, you, been, yeah. Like, and it's almost like, it's not its fault. Like, you, right, exactly. Yeah. I, it's, it's all on me, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's hard. Who, you can't communicate with a dog in that sense, so they don't know. But like, uh, but I guess what I'm saying is the same is the same thing with humans. Like, if you if you've been in the United States, like what she was saying earlier, and you've had your three meals every, every, you know, in school, and then you can you have a nice bathroom that you can go to, and all this shit. And in Mexico, you don't have none of that. We take a lot of shit for granted, and this is the land of the opportunity. So if you're not taking advantage and and trying to make something happen, then it's like. You're you're wasting, yeah. you're wasting yeah. time, really. Yeah. Like. And it's not just that. It's uh, also uh, those are going to high school or they're early in college or still in school. Uh, they may not know who to go for that help because, like you said, your parents may not be able to help you because they've never gone to uh, college. They've never gone to a higher education. They don't know what it is to apply for scholarships. Like, mm-hmm. how are they going to help you if they don't know either? Like, one, they have to put on their side as a parent. But two... Also, we need to create more mentors. There needs to be more mentors, more people that can help this, uh, the students. Also, the students will be able to know, hey, there's a bunch of help out there. Reach out to those people. Reach out to those places. There's a Man, lot I'm of- guilty of not helping at all. That's crazy. Because that's truly what you're saying. And it's not even like money. It doesn't have to be monetary. It's just... No, no, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, you, know, you could go and, okay, uh, these many kids don't know how to write an essay. We can all get together and show them how to write that essay. Right. Uh, just as a freshman, how hard is it to go and what do I have to do to enroll for college? I don't even know what classes am I supposed to be picking. Like, and if, like me, I put myself in my position, I'm going to help my niece. I'm going to help mm-hmm. whoever comes to me that going to want to do that. And I'm going to explain because I know I gave up a lot of opportunities because I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that okay. I could do this. I didn't know that I could do Same. that. And so I missed other opportunities, even though I did well after all. But I still, I missed a lot of other help that could have, you know, made it maybe a little bit better for me in my situation. But I, also so missed them, but I also missed them because of my own fault because I do remember uh, a scholarship being given out and I did not apply to a certain college. I think it was OCU because in my mentality and at that point in my life, I was like, I'm, I'm undocumented. I'm never going to mm-hmm. go to a college. So I did not apply to this one college, to that one scholarship. Guess what? Someone else got it and that person wasn't documented oh, yeah. because of, I put myself that- down. So I, I, I had the same mistake. Of, I, I already had the interview, everything. and I just didn't show up. Like I had the interview for the scholarship, and because you like, da- did, you doubt yourself. That's why. Because I didn't have papers, so I was like, "What the fuck? Like I, I'm not gonna." 
go through the embarrassment of going there, getting the scholarship, and then being like, oh, I don't got papers. Like, so I just didn't go. I was yeah. just like, fuck it, I'm not going. It's being being scared and being, um, you get yourself sad about your situation, and then you you are becoming scared of, well, and then I, I have a, to tell them that I'm not, and now I'm going to. Like, I had ha- you know? had that happen at a job before. Like, I was, like, about to start this job, and then the dude came to me, he was like, nah, bro, like. So that kind of crushed you? Well, it was embarrassing. Yeah, to me, yeah, it was it embarrassing, was like, bro. I was like, I'm just as qualified as everybody, if not more. Like, I know I could go hard, but the only reason I didn't get this is because, you know. And I'm going through the same. I've had a lot of no's before this, you know, before getting my DACA. And I've had an, uh, a lot of no's even after having my DACA. Because, I mean, I didn't. I applied to my job, but I also applied to several others that said no to me. Mm-hmm. So, really, the uh, fear of a no. Uh, everyone has it. It depends. It doesn't matter what circumstances, but everyone's fear of a no. Everyone's fear of feeling rejected. Right. That's one of our biggest fears as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's like you just that push that you need to do it because if you don't do it, someone else will do it and they will get it. And yeah. it's okay if you get a no. And like you said, it's if okay. you gotta switch the path, like you did, like you, I don't know what you said. You had your mind on something else, and you couldn't do it. So, like for me, that's that's how I looked at it. I was like, okay, well, there's gonna be a lot of stuff I can't do. What can I do? So that's why I was like, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. I'll start my own stuff. Like, then nobody's gonna tell me no because I'm gonna be talented enough to, I can. You know, do videos, yeah. yes. cut hair, do whatever yes. I got to do. Yeah. And I believe that's also why there's a lot of uh, the fear of a no and the fear of not knowing and not having the support system around you, either by parents, by whoever that um, a young individual might need to keep on going with a higher education. Uh, it's a lot of that uh, fear and that, hey, if I do this, then I'm going to be embarrassed if I'm not. You and know. you're just an outcast, basically, because, uh, like, even your teachers don't know how to help you. Because, like, I remember telling my teacher, like, I'm undocumented. Like, do you think I'll qualify for this? And they'll be like, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. then yeah. all, all of that, all answer. So at that, that point, you see everybody like, this fucking dumb little dude yeah. right here is going to owe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, but with time, sometimes, you know, with some kids, it builds and they end and. Of just dropping out or yeah. not finishing high school, yeah, and that's right. why Hispanics have one of the highest, you know, percentage of not graduating or not going to a, into go a work, college. Just gonna go in. It's because of two things: because of that fear, or because, or because also the culture of just work. Be proud of working. Yeah. Which I'm not saying don't be proud of working, but I'm saying also be proud of working, but also be proud of also becoming something for yourself. Yeah, don't be a fucking robot just doing the yeah. same. No. No. Like, yeah, you're working, but you're shoveling the same position right. every, every day. Like, like learn why you're putting that concrete there and why the bricks are this size. Like, and so I, if any, if, if one day you want to do start your own business, you yeah, know. You're not the, like, the, and for some reason, also Hispanic also get us brainwashing too. Oh yeah, I work sixty hours this week, and I'm gonna get a big, big old check. Yeah, but what else did you lose? You lost, this, you know, extra Hi. hours with your family. You barely get come home, got dressed, took a shower, went to sleep. To go to up, sleep. You go to sleep. What yeah. else did you? So yeah. really, are you proud of that? Are you proud of putting yourself in that position? Like, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Don't we have to do it? As I say, sometimes you have to give in yeah. to what, you know, other stuff may be going on in your life. But just put yourself in a better situation from the get-go. Do not go with... Uh, 
people that are not providing any great gain to you if you know that some people are putting you down don't go with those people and stay with them don't get into gangs you know don't just waste your time don't just stay home either because i did that a lot i like don't just reserve yourself in a you know comfortable room in a comfortable house uh because there's so much there's so much out there and it doesn't have to be professionally it doesn't have to be school as i said it, Learn about relationships, real about cultures, real about other co- uh, uh, countries. Uh, there's a lot. That maybe it's spiritually. Maybe you want to grow spiritually. Go ahead and do that. You know, but touch base on everything and then realize what it is that you really want to grow up to be. What you want to grow into being. And that's crazy, huh? How the, you get that question asked since you're like pretty young. Like, what are you going to be when you get old? Yeah, and you still don't know. That's like, really young, why yeah. don't why don't people just say, "Hey, let me uh, let me show you some shit so you can figure out what you're gonna do." Right, right. And that's a lot of what I do with my son too. Like, I put him into every like music, this and that. What are you good at? What do you want to do? I want to do this. Okay, let's go yeah. do it. Yeah. I don't say don't no be afraid. To him. Don't be afraid. I don't say no to him because with time he's like, ah, I don't really like it. Okay, then we know that Fine. wasn't you. Let's for move you. on let's to the next. On. What's yeah. the next? Don't one? be afraid to what try. What do you want to do? Different oh, things. You want to go swimming? Let's go swimming. You know? Yeah, exactly. Just try it, but yeah. don't stop yourself from the beginning. Because as I say, I am guilty of every single thing that we've talked about. I'm guilty of doubting myself. I'm guilty of not trying. I'm guilty of uh, just standing in the corner, not wanting to do anything because I'm depressed. Like I've gone through everything. Mm-hmm. We're human beings. We all have these emotions. We all feel them. Okay. But so, and like when go you ahead and manage. When you have like uh what do you do when you have like a uh, a day full of stress? Like what do you do to kind of get that stress out and like relax? Do you do like exercise, yoga or or what what do you tend to do to kind of relax yourself? I what? You said emotion you got to be emotionally emotionally smart is what you said, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, how do you the, the kind of the a question lot, kind of falls? How do you develop that? Uh, like, mediations, uh, there's a lot that are good at mediating, right? There's uh, doing mediation. Some uh, ask me take probably a lot longer. Uh, other individuals, you know, can just stay there and mediate and contemplate on themselves and become, you know, spiritually strong, and that's what drives them. Uh, some maybe just being a parent, you know, let's go out with my kids, and that gets me in a better mood. So what works you for know? you? Uh, what works for me is more of uh, I did a path of. Uh, with my extra stuff, I did a path of doing um, fitness modeling. So uh, at a time that I was with a lot of stress, uh, I did that. But I did it. So that also, built yourself. That helped build. That your built my self esteem a lot. And also, um, when I do something, I don't do it just to do it. I don't do it just to waste my time. I do it because I think there's a goal behind with intention. It. With intention of doing something. It's like I'm gonna do it if I'm gonna put all this time and this. Mm-hmm. money in the healthy yeah. meals and if i'm gonna have to put, put my son like it has to be worth the it. care of someone my mom or someone else for an mm-hmm. hour or two it has to be worth it so that's how i got my uh place as a mm. as a fitness model as well and like different stages of this life puts you in different stages of what needs to what you think it needs to be done for your well-being Okay. Oh. So. And, and I think the foundation uh, you've built is already like if you were able to put yourself through college, there's not going to be a lot, whole lot of stuff that's harder than that, you know. No, and I think uh, for for uh, what would you say like 2020? How did it like? How did it treat you? How did it treat me? Yeah. I can tell you it was difficult. It was it's difficult. Been, it was a difficult year. Um, uh, it was really hard and personal issues. 
it was really hard and um, also professionals but I was lucky enough to you know maintain my position where I was because there was a lot of ways of just people just having to be clear out yeah you know taken out just because of this pandemic so it was hard and I'm lucky enough to still be where I am but uh, perf- uh, personal life also has been kind of a roller coaster, a roller coaster up and down, and I think that's what you know. It makes it uh, sometimes even worse. The ups and down hills, mm-hmm. and not knowing, you know, when am I really going to come out of it? But uh, I mean, the only thing that you can do is just look forward. Yeah, look forward yeah. and see. Okay, that's what, what I tell people. Either I'm going to get, you know, sit down or let this one go and get me down, or not. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a rough year for a lot, but I feel like, uh, you know, if that didn't break us as humans then we the there's no limit you know you can just go for what you want because i it was a rough year for me but it didn't stop me from doing from reaching my goals so i think that's uh i'm just like even more optimistic of like all right if that didn't stop me then it's just gas on the pedal you know so um i'm glad the year's over it's a good start how are you guys feeling about this year so far i know it's super early but (laughs) i don't really be paying attention to stuff like that like oh it's a new year i'm still on the this, same. this is still to me it's the like, same I'm goal on, i'm on the same mission so right exactly like exactly it rolls all together feels like huh? yeah <laughs> but i mean i don't know i feel like uh i have a good feeling about this year language <laughs> i have a good feeling about this year and it's just more of like like i feel like everything is starting to go back to normal which i don't think it'll go fully back to normal but it's just like adapting to the new normal like i feel like like NBA games are going to have a certain amount of capacity, like concerts and stuff like that. So like they can get the economy more flowing. People but are just getting used to, but we'll see people dying. Yeah. Like, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's uh it's as far as uh, it's a good start, but I mean, I, I, I know it. I have to become stronger. I know I need to be, become more outspoken, which mm-hmm. is why I kind of also reach out. Yeah. Uh, I need to be more outspoken about what I uh, want, how I feel, where I want to go in life. Um, like, and it I feels understand. like like you like it's like uh, I understand like about being outspoken because seeing people dying all like he died he died he died is like damn like I better hurry up and say what I gotta say yeah <laughs> you know you don't know you don't know what it is yeah. I mean yeah. we all have our weak spots and like you said strength cause. yeah we all have have our weak spots and recognizing them. It's probably one of the hardest things to do because it, you have to look into yourself. No one likes to look. Everyone else can look into you and tell you something and you say, oh, whatever. But then when you look into yourself and you say, no, I'm, I'm actually, I am actually that way. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oops, I kind of have to change it. And right. it's hard because then you're, you're uh, fighting with yourself, right? Of no, I won't. Because if you're able to tell no to others, then you're not going to change. Then like, how, like you fight, it's an internal fight mm-hmm. of you to become a better person, uh, a better human yeah. being, a better mother, a better wife, a better student. You know, it's just internally, it's so much better to be healthy. I forgot you said, like, your mind is almost anything. against you sometimes. Yes. It is. Yes. It is. That's what, what it, when doubt comes in, like, when you want to start something, and then you're like, oh, man, what if what if this? What if that? What if they start talking? What if they start criticizing? Like, it's just like, why? It is What you said is, like, it, it kind of becomes, in a way, your enemy because yeah. it's like, and planting these little negative shit, yep. you know? So, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think meditation. So, what, is your, uh, guilty, what would you say that. your life purpose is? I think my life purpose, uh, with my child, of course, with my children, I believe my life purpose is just to uh, leave a lineage 
and uh, of knowledge. Doesn't even have to be. You have to be a genius, Wendy. It's like no. I'm gonna start something so that my children can see that that they can also at least go to as far as I went, if not more. Mm. Okay. At least I want to start that line uh, to follow me. Okay. That's where I want. That's what my purpose is. Because so if follow I can you as as far as me, like educational wise. Educational wants to be better. Be better than me. Uh, as a person, be, you know, if just be, I'm trying to put a, a line of what I am or what I want to be, that they can still see it as something positive to where they can get there, at least to that small level that I am, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to say I'm up there, but I'm at some level. And at least I know they're not going to stay even lower than that. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be farther they're than me. And if they did farther than that, with what the following after them, are going to be farther than that. So it just starts with one right. person to start changing, you know, the whole history the whole of, generation. of your whole generation. But it starts with one person. So it's so important right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, Super. That's um, powerful. So if your kid says, like, I don't want to go to school, mom, this is probably down the road, just to give you an example. I don't want to go to school, mom. I want to become like a YouTuber or like streamer or something like that. What's your take on that as a parent? Okay, don't go to school, but what you're doing, do it right and do it with heart. Cool. Do it right and do it with heart and get on it right now. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> and sure. If really yeah. that's what you want, then get on yeah, it. And I'll support you. I'll do whatever it is that I need to do. I'll like every single video that you post. I'll yeah. share it, whatever. It's, as long as really this is the one you want to do, do it. It's very interesting because right. they asked a lot of kids in the classroom like what they want to be, and probably like 70, 75% of the kids said YouTubers. So that number is really growing, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's achievable, but it's just understanding and getting, you know, getting into it, committing to it and like understanding the game of it, because it's a lot to, to that. Like, even for us, we got to like understand a lot. The block is saturated. Yeah. That's one. That's another one too. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, you're very supportive, you know, and I think that's uh, amazing. The background that you have also, it's pretty impressive and amazing. And it's like, Thanks for reaching out to us. I'm probably still going to say, well, you still have to be an educated type of person to have the business, to have the language, you know, to be able to get the attention of this big group. So you still have to put yourself in an educated position, which is still learn your language, you know, learn your history. That's the only way you're going to keep on keeping a conversation on understanding someone else's culture. Like, I'm still going to push it into, you know, Grow your brain. Mm. Grow your Grow brain. Grow your brain and then go after that. Yeah. yeah. Grow your brain. Some people are even too lazy to think sometimes. Like, oh, man, yeah. let me just just feed me some Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the the quickest way to not become rich is, yeah, Ben, watch some stuff on Netflix. What's your take on that? Do you want, uh, uh, as far as money wise, do you uh, plan on being rich? I guess we all plan on being rich at one point, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good you know thing to think about. But uh, if but I why, don't why, become rich, I'm, I'm okay with why that. Why do too. we uh, <laughs> not talk about that? Like, like school, like if, if or even your parents or something. Like if you tell them I'm gonna, because if you tell them I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rich, they look at you like because they think it's impossible. Like. Well, the parents it could may be think that. it's impossible. A school system doesn't teach it. I mean, a school system, as I said, it's really closed close to really what uh, we should all be learning. There's a lot more other things that kids should be learning than the basic, you know, 
collectively classes that go year to year. Uh, what are because some of those? they they are history. How many years did we see the same history? For real. Okay. Which is good because we still need to know why we come from, how we grow, because history repeats itself, right? You still want to know it. But why don't you also give, you know, kids um, how to do taxes? Don't yeah. pay anyone credit to do score. taxes. How does credit cards store? How does credit cards, uh, good juices yeah. work? Emotional, Maybe you don't need it? any Emotional strength. Yeah. Yes, like all of these other little things, kids are not giving. And even like, I think that one's a big one, stressing that like, hey, it's okay to talk to somebody for feeling down. Because I feel like a lot of people, what they do, especially the younger people, they Pop keep perky. Oh yeah, they keep it. They keep it in their heads, and they like they don't realize how good and beneficial it is to just talk to somebody and say, "Hey, I got this problem. I feel depressed." And, and the main whatever the case is, the main worst results uh, comes out in males. It depends, mm. you know, because yeah. they have all the machismo, they like have all this uh, testosterone. Yeah, they have all this testosterone, but then uh, they become angered first, or physical abuse at first, or anything else first. Before knowing how to express themselves, but it's not completely. Uh, what is it called? The, we inflict pain on ourselves. Right, yeah. right. Oh, I can take ten shots, or it's crazy. And yeah. it comes back to a parent like you can't just put down a kid's emotional feelings, or just don't talk about you're a boy. You shouldn't, you know, be talking blah blah blah. It's like no, uh, men also need to do it from yeah. a young age to be able to realize how to express themselves when they're adults because. Then when they're adults, then you won't be able to express yourself. And then all you're going to do is, you know, explode, explode or have a bad temper right. or, you know, say something in the wrong be way. Be all the time. So, right. yeah, that it's not going to be benefiting you or no one else around you either. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's like so much things like and this is just items that I've collectively have to learn, have learned from, you know, my life experience, my own setbacks. My own uh, stresses, it was, it my was own emotional. The other day, uh, you know, I worked for a retail store, and it, it felt pretty good because as I'm helping this customer, uh, the customer came in with their daughter, and uh, they were talking about, oh, I'm going to get something financed and put her name so that way she can start building credit. And I'm like, do you know about the secure card? And she did not. She didn't have no idea. So I explained to her the whole situation with getting a secure card for her. You pretty much, you know, use your own money put it in the bank and it acts like a credit card and just use 30%. So stuff that you're already going to buy, boom, go right, ahead and but use if it. We're, we're also going into credit cards. Why don't we teach kids about stocks? Why don't we teach kids about like using stocks and finances that way? Because if they start early from an yeah. earlier site, once they graduate college and before be that, exactly. Cause to be well, honest, <sighs> I did not learn about stocks or 401k until but, I went to work. And even when I started to work, I didn't know what it was. I just signed up for it. I feel like stocks is not for know. everybody though. Like it's you have not, to understand it and how not, the market works see, and how it have runs. To even understand it's not, it to but it's exactly, not exactly, exactly. exactly. It's, it's not for everyone, but at least you have to know that it's not for you. At if least you that know, gives you, you the know. opportunity to know it's not for you or it is for you. Imagine how many of those kids uh, through the years has been for them. They have the brains for it, but they were never thought. I'm now getting into studying the, the stock market because I'm always, I've always been fascinated by it. I just never took the time because it's like so overwhelming to like, all right, what's, when to trade, what to buy, how the market works. And so now I've taken the time to learn it and I'm getting, I'm getting into it. But before I even dump my money into it, I got to be like, I got to understand how it works. Cause it's yeah. not, then so I'm just imagine, gambling. Imagine if like with your kid, you're, you're teaching them since he's 
seven years old how to do that. Like by the time he's twenty seven, it's so interesting he's how it works. Be, uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah, it's and, uh, you it's, know it's little sneak speakers of you know what brand is this, what do they do, and then I show them. You know, there's Nike. This is how much is worth right now. And then we look at the you know after a few times, this is how much is worth right now. So right, imagine right. if you put this money money, you would get this money. But these are things that you have. If you're gonna do it, you have to do it on a later basis. And it's like parenting is not easy. If you think parenting is easy and it's all just about love and hugs, mm. you completely are nope. not a good parent. Not as well all. as if you think it's just about, you know, as long as a kid has a shelter and food, then really you're not a good one for a parent either. Are you familiar either. with Jordan Peterson? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, Who's I am. That? Uh, he's an author and like a teacher and stuff. He's really good. A lot of the stuff you've been saying is like, I'm like, dang, it reminds me of what he talks about. And he basically talks about like with kids that uh, if you don't teach your kid to be agreeable by the age of four, he's going to have a rough life because most people are going to not like him. Yeah. So he's going to get a bunch of fake smiles like, oh, you know, que bonito. Or, uh, and people are like, people are going to say, I don't want that kid around, you yeah. know, like, yeah. oh, va, oh, va a venir. No, trae ese niño. Tal, he's a, you know? he's a yeah. great. Is that camera not working? Which one? Yeah. See, it stops a lot. Uh, yeah, definitely would uh, advertise him to, uh, you know, everyone to go look at his videos. He's so knowledgeable. I'm going to look, in, I'm gonna look about, into About uh, relationships, uh, about Everything. how to treat, uh, especially kids. Like, I really like his areas on kids and relationships. Because he, I, I feel like he understands that from a, that kid is going to be molded into what a, a grown person is. So he understands the importance of, like, just embedding the right things into. Right. And that's where we go back into the society is not putting our kids in, in that position to become those great uh uh, human beings and just and uh, it can be you know? harsh too it yes be, yeah. because i mean imagine um there is a bunch of kids and i know in russia and europe that right now like their intellectual is so way high up than a, a american student right now why is it different why are we keeping our children this way which i'm not saying don't love them don't be nice to them or anything but they have all the capabilities to become so much more than us at a faster rate like right. even China, I think it, and is it, C plus is are acceptable. Right. Like China, I think they're right. way ahead of us in technology and like all the boys, um, man. Yeah, Asia. There's only like um, here in the U.S. the dropout rate is only like one percent, one point eight percent. Over there okay. in uh, Asia? No, here in the here? U.S. Yeah, Asians here in the U.S. Oh, because they know our the- dropout rate and uh, uh, the U.S. rate and. What uh, 2018, 2019 uh, was about 8%. So, which is eight times higher than that. Okay. Which is still um, uh, the white population, the American white populations, they're only about 4%. So, we still double the, the uh, dropout rates of them. So, why are we Hispanics and all Hispanics? Why are we keeping on? doing this why are there so many dropout rates i would say gangs uh the home life the parents being at work all the time so they can just ditch a bunch of days and then next thing you know the the, the mom is like oh shit i didn't even know that he wasn't going to school so well it depends if we're talking about like at least for me college the reason why i dropped out no was like, but we're talking college we- or high school we're or talking we're talking between 16 to 24 so yeah, between so in high school and, and college all together well, college for me was like, all right, halfway through, I did uh, two years, and I was like, the same for me. So I just dropped out. That was just me. Like, Why I wasn't just, it for you? 
Well, I, I was doing physical therapy and I was, you know, I did like the aspect in like learning how to like recover an injury and I wanted to focus more on the sports. But at the end of the day, I knew you didn't want to write the essays, huh, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Not the essays, but I, deep down I knew it was like, nope. I'll have a boss, you know, and then it's like I wanted to grow more as far as like I know I, I would have a steady income. I wanted to grow more and do more stuff. Like that's what I think sometimes can be a pain in the ass on my side is because I like to. So why didn't you try. just keep going to school but figure out something you liked? Because I just didn't want to, I wanted to be more of an entrepreneur. So I was looking into the business side of things, but then I had to move down here and I just been, ever since, I just been YouTube and shit. So I'm like, <laughs> YouTube, I'm, I'm graduated from YouTube, you know, yeah. YouTube college, you know, YouTube school. But yeah, it's more of the entrepreneur stuff, you know, and then uh, I love this creative stuff. So if anything, it's more of like film school, I think would be one in business marketing. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fascinated by the marketing side of things because every year, Companies spend over billions of dollars in ad campaigns, so it's yes. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just That's what we so need much. to start doing. Sponsors, uh, you know. Yeah, we, reach out. You know, we need to put the Half Court Podcast on a little billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is very fascinating. The way things work, like the stock market is one. The way that just fluctuates and it's different. It goes up and down constantly. Okay, so you guys are talking about people need to learn about stocks. What is a good place for people to go learn about stocks? Or how uh, does one learn about this stuff? When uh, there's well, YouTube, YouTube is full of, of information. Yep. Uh, you can find anything about. Pick a specific, uh, you know, brand that you like. If you really like on it, I really like this brand of shoes. Go look more into the information of what it is you like, not just what you see. Because at that point of what you see, and you're saying I like this brand, the only thing that it's doing is you being the customer and buying that brand. Yeah. Why don't you become part of that brand? Why don't you become part of owning part of that brand? Go look to who the owner is, the history of it, mm-hmm. who uh, who owns it, uh, and then you know start looking into information of that one brand that you really so feel like, you know. Would I trust these people to? Uh... Have my money. Is that is that kind of the mentality? Well, it's it's more of a study too. I mean you have to study it with time and be like, Oh, this company and charts are everywhere. And you be can okay. you can check on the stock market the last five years on whatever company and it'll show you a graph. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty out there. There's no information that has been like yeah. you know uh, it's you, you just, just have look to at look at it, at it and, and, and realize yeah, study the game. Because if you buy let's say you buy stocks for Nike you got to study the game. Like you got to like, all right, if LeBron's about to drop a shoe, well, most likely the stock is going to go up. So you have the option. If you own, let's say 50 stocks, you have the option when they go up to sell a couple of those and make some money off of it. And then when the stock drops oh. down, let's say, wait, Nike, wait, wait, say that again, say that again. So you have to pay attention. Uh, one thing. No, so no, I understand that, but you said I can sell a stock. Yeah. Yes. So if you buy 50 stocks, let's yeah. say Nike stocks, Let's say they're, I don't know where they're at right now, but let's say they're at 50 a stock. Okay. So if you know LeBron's going to release a shoe, most likely the stock is going to go up because of that release. But let's say Nike did something that was controversial. You know that stock is going to go down. So you, you, you buy when it goes you down. You buy when it goes and down. And you sell when it goes up. So it's constant. You got to be constantly on it. That's what I learned from Saul. It's like a game. Saul will come yes, to me. And- yeah, he will come to me and say, yeah. Oh, because you're basically, Elon Musk said this. You're, you're basically so, trying to sell some shit to somebody because you know it's gonna do bad. That's kind of fucked up. It's 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 the way it works. So like, yeah, yeah. Saul so would come to me and say, "Hey, Elon Musk tweeted this. His stocks went down, but then eventually they're gonna go right back up." So it's just a constant. 
Yeah, but there's, coaster, there, that's be. another study. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm there's, studying it. There's different type of um, investments that you can do. There's ETFs that don't. There's require, crypto. Yeah, there's crypto. There's stocks. Uh, there's some that you can even do for your medical care on HSA. There's a lot. You can invest in cannabis stocks. You can invest in. So a, how do you get this money? This is your own money that you start uh, putting into, say, an account. And then over time, this company, if it does better, your $1 becomes $1.50 per every stock you bought. Okay? So, uh, so, so I guess what I'm asking is how do, you, how do you get the check or how do you... You can cash out. So uh, picture this. When Bitcoin came out, Bitcoin was super Bitcoin low. Bitcoin and stocks is the same share. It's crypto. It's crypto. crypto. It's cryptocurrency. Okay, let's stay on the stocks, on the stocks. Like, how do you, okay, let's say Nike did really good and you have 50 stocks. Like, how do you get that money? So you sell it. You sell those stocks. You sell it's pretty much like withdrawing. And it, you said that's another word. You know? Normally like it you, takes, you sell it back. Yeah. You take 24 hours and somebody's going to buy it. It's, that's not like you sell the stocks, you buy them. So just picture, like going back to crypto, right? So like when Bitcoin came out, it, the, their, uh, their price per stock was like, a dollar, two dollars. So imagine when the person bought that, it got to the point where it was twenty thousand per share. So if you bought a hundred, and it got up to twenty thousand, twenty thousand times a hundred. So like, boom, there it is. But it's like nobody knew that, you know. So only the people that invested initially was the one that became millionaires because it's like it's a risk. Was At the end of the day, of a couple, yeah, a couple yes. of them, so yeah, yeah. It was a couple of them. So like uh, Gary V, I think that's how he's rich, right? Because he has he owns well, he, like Facebook and Twitter. He and he was a beginner right. for Twitter, Facebook, all that. It's just studying the market, you know. Uh, at least Salt likes to do the big companies, but I think it's also good to do your research on the upcoming because there's always going to be yeah. that company, you know. Can like undocumented people do stocks in Bitcoin. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you can actually, there's stocks in every country, so you can even buy stocks from Mexico. You can buy stocks from you know other other places. That's interesting, yeah, bro. Like that whole, that whole. And, and the European currency, like it's it's a worldwide stocks are it's a worldwide uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. investment. So yeah. you can do it, and it's up to you. I mean, you can lose it. Sure, so see, there you, you go. Also if uh, gain you're it. undocumented, you can do stocks. Yeah, just keep crypto. in mind. Yeah, just keep in mind that like whatever money you put into it, like. You got to be okay if, like, you can possibly lose it. And you're in a good stage because you're still pretty young. I did not learn about them until I was, like, in my early 30s. So, and I'm still, you know, like, oh, I wasted all that time because I did not know. I didn't have anyone to have have this conversation. That's why you want to surround with people that have some type of higher, you know, an intellectual conversation to you other than just uh, staying and watching TV. Like, you have to know who to the people that you want to surround yourself with and that's what you learn the subconscious mind is a real thing like whatever you feed it is is what's gonna come back that's what you're thinking all day so if you're sitting there talking about whatever like that's what's going to be on your mind even if you don't know it so yes yes very interesting so um we're gonna ask you this question when we ask every every guest uh if you had to go back five years and tell yourself something what would it be Oh, let me think about five years back. <laughs> uh, if I was um, to do something, I would say definitely uh, change my medical insurance <laughs> to uh, invest in stocks because of the few years that I have done it, it's actually been pretty good. Uh, so you have invested in stocks? Uh, yes. And 
if I were to go back a little, just as far as a year, be like invest in stock right now before right. the pandemic. <laughs> so yes, I would have said that. Also, hey, um, you know, be smart of who you surround yourself, and also don't be so naive. <laughs> don't be so naive of believing everyone it's mm. the same way as you are. So that was definitely a big one on me, because you want to trust everyone, uh, and. You know, yeah, I think it goes back to surround don't, don't yourself let that from trust the beginning. Get you killed. Yeah, yep, it, yep, it, it yeah, goes don't back. Be yeah, so naive. it goes back to what AV's like. You posted, you said you're you're kind of disappointed in humanity, but it's like don't set expectations. Like that's I think where sometimes you mess up. Like I mess up too. It's like setting expectations for other people. Like just don't have any expectation at all. Like just go and focus on yourself, and like don't trust everybody. You know, because it's like you never know. So that would be one. So yeah. you'd say invest earlier and then... You should change your health insurance? Were they, change my health insurance, yes. They were taxing you or what? No, I actually, uh, I have changed to something to where it's more of a stock purpose. Like anything I put in, I never lose it every year. It just stays there and it keeps on rolling over and I can invest stocks in it and it'll just grow. And I would always have money to uh, grab from. Can you instead tell of, what that is? Instead of, uh, sure, there's, uh, they're called HSAs, HSAs. account, HSAs, so health savings accounts. Uh, which There's something you usually, can find like in your Fidelity or like yeah, Vanguard. Yeah, definitely. Kinda. They're out there. There's a, a different um, companies that do offer it. And the only reason why people don't really do it is because, yeah, when you go to the doctor, the copay may be a little higher. But that's about it. Like, really, there's been years that I have not used my insurance on myself. But I still have it because someone, we all have to have a medical insurance in case something happens, right? But I only get sick one time, and I barely go to go a family doctor. And that's all I spend on medical, on myself. And, uh, but still, I have a monthly payment that still goes to that towards my, from my check. So those $3,000, really, I, did, I lost them because I only went to the doctor one time. When really, with an HSA, it's the one time that you go to the doctor, that bill may be higher and that co-payment when you visit doctor may be a little bit higher too, but those three thousand dollars stayed in that account mm. and they grow the next year. Yeah. It stays for the next year, it's and like, the next yeah. year it keeps it's those three thousand dollars stays there. You're basically keeping that money for like if you for do myself. break your leg that year, you have six thousand now instead of having. Right, right. Okay. I mean, but that's where you have to put yourself in a good base position to know, okay, if something does happen this year when I you know start my HSA. I have savings to also, you know, cover for that. But it's just getting it started. It, a young person like you without family, without kids, that would be the best. Because really, how many times did you go to the doctor? None, huh? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Okay, there you go. I do understand there are those that have some medical, you know, Wait, issues. Wait, so uh, I had to go to, uh, I was going crazy, so I had to go to some therapy. I don't know if that counts. When? Uh, don't worry about it, man. Hey, I'm just yeah, looking out for you, a, brother. We all Damn. have issues. We all have emotional and mental does stuff. Cover, does it cover that? Yes. Yes. It's just like a medical show. It still covers about 80% of, uh, yeah. you know, bills and everything. The only thing is the copayment is higher. And um, also the full amount for the year before it fully covers 100% is like $3,000 or something, which is not bad. It's really what everything is going around. So look into it. Young yeah. people look into H- it. HSA. Save, yeah, HSA. And it'll just carry over every year instead of you losing and it started over every year. Nice. And then it carries every year, and then you have the opportunity to the money that's still there in that account. 
you can use that money and put it into stocks or ETFs, oh. and it'll grow tax-free into that account. Yeah, see, that was number one. So that means that you were really <laughs> proud of that. Uh, yeah, change. so it'll grow into that account. And um, oh, this account, you can only use it, though, for medical purpose, okay? So you we always have mm. money for medical without losing anything. That's the good thing about it. And um, But then once you're in your time of your retirement, you can cash out this money for your retirement mm. without having to be a medical mm. purpose. Interesting. Okay? I like that. Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. So uh, we pretty much covered a lot of stuff, man. Um, Is there anything else you want to? Yes, before we wrap this up. Uh, yeah, as I let's see, be proud of yourself. Uh, be proud of who you are, who, where you came from. Be proud of your family. Be proud of your culture. But show that you are proud by becoming better, by making your group, in this case, our Hispanics be better it starts with you and with one person and if you make the change other will follow others meaning your own siblings your own parents your own friends as we've been learning from each other but it all starts with one head don't be afraid of no's no's will be you'll get notes everywhere from everything until the day you die no's are going to be there so do not be afraid of no's don't awesome. be afraid to nose and grow your brain. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So uh, one more thing yeah. I want to add. Uh, um, are you active on social media? I am. I have a Facebook and I have an Instagram. Okay. Yep. You want people to follow you? Sure. You can they shout can it follow, out. They can follow me. I am uh, Suna, uh, Luna Pluma uh, 10 on Instagram and I am Sundas Pluma and Facebook. Okay. We'll leave that in the description down below. So if you want to check Wendy out. Um once again, Wendy, thank you very much for reaching out to us, coming here and giving us uh, your background. It's pretty amazing, and it, it's a prime example of greatness. There's no limitations, you know. You can There's Whatever not. you put your mind to, you can just achieve it, and you're a perfect example of that. Very impressive, and uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye.